Hey everyone, welcome back to the BioNexus Health Podcast Series, Autism Uprooted. Uh, today we will be traveling to Florida uh, and speaking with Elizabeth. Elizabeth uh, brought her son Samuel to me um, about a, a year ago when Sam was 11. He's, he is uh, 12 now. And, you know, um, oftentimes uh, moms of uh, special needs kids are worried if the uh, an older child will uh, will make gains, you know, will they see improvements? And Elizabeth, I must say, has reported remarkable improvements with Sam. And uh, I am very grateful that she's here today with us to to speak about her experiences, you know, with the. Uh, with the BioNexus protocol and why she chose to go with the natural herbal medicine protocol. Um, and it, let's find out from Elizabeth herself, shall we? Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in integrative medicine, is board certified in integrative pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw. Uh, welcome to today's podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And yes, if you could, you know, how did you find me and um, what made you decide to go all natural and uh, what, what were Sam's uh, beginning symptoms? His symptoms started very, very early and it could have just been since birth. Um, Okay. It feels like it was lifelong, but it did get more intense after he was a toddler. And when he was around three and a half, I felt like, I think he's got pants and Lyme. Mm -hmm. I just had this feeling like it is so intense. I have never met anyone else whose child is having such severe mood swings. It was beyond, uh, it was beyond tantrums. Uh, and just more violent and longer lasting and daily. And it just felt like almost we were living in a nightmare, but it was never, ever going to get better. Uh, so a lot of the symptoms were, well, we had, we had, um, lots of sensory symptoms, all sensory symptoms. Um, we couldn't do any loud sounds. Uh, or he would, you know, scream at us like the blender or a vacuum or something. So I would say, I'm about to turn the blender on because we sort of had to modify our life so that he would be okay. So it felt almost like we're walking on eggshells for everything we do. And if we do something wrong, we are going to be uh, sort of like, he's going to be upset with us. Um, and my husband and I don't yell and we don't use, you know, harsh, any, any harsh things like that. So we were just sort of confused. Like, how is this happening? Like, what did we do? I know mothers always think like, what did I do? But I really thought, what did I do? Cause the symptoms were so severe. It was like constant irritability, just almost like chronic, like, like it never stopped. Almost like he didn't ever have an opportunity to be a happy child. Oh, Right. I see. What about sleep and gut issues and, you know, other than the mood swings? The sleep was, he did not ever sleep through the night as a baby. And then into toddlerhood, he was, I still he, see he had a swallowing disorder. 
So then it was like I was waking in the night to feed him. Um, and he would wake up very early every morning, probably for his whole life, like 5, 5.30, 6. Um, so sleep was pretty rough. Gut issues, it's, I mean, he didn't have, it didn't seem like he had gut issues, but he had, um, when we did have a scope procedure done, he had gastritis and the kitty wants to make sure we know that it was tough too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so he did have the lining of his gut was irritated, you know, so we could see that that was happening. Um, and I mean, there's so many, there's so many symptoms. I guess I could go on and on for kind of a long time about it because it was, it felt like, and people were saying, well, it's not autism. You know, he can make eye contact. Um, he was very verbal and he could tell me exactly, you know, every single thing he was upset about. And so it was confusing because it's like, well, what is this? And so I, and then when we went to get blood labs drawn, he pulled the needle out and we got kicked out of the office. He pulled the needle out, you know, um, Elizabeth, I just, you know, uh, what you mentioned that people said he's, it doesn't have autism, eye contact, you know, uh, many times it is either overdiagnosed or misdiagnosed, mm -hmm. right? Because, um, you know, misdiagnosed when it's not realized that there is a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, having sensory issues, having behavioral issues, uh, with underlying PANS, PANDAS, Lyme disease, you know, mold exposure, et cetera. But it can come across as being on the spectrum. Overall result is being on the spectrum. And, you know, uh, sometimes that helps to understand what is going on with the child. And then mm -hmm. on the other hand, sometimes it is misdiagnosed or overly diagnosed. So I think you, uh, you know, you and Sam might have just fallen through the cracks a little bit but sorry I mean, that, go on you. that's what it felt like it felt like yeah. we're living with a child who has autism but we can't actually get the support we need right and then my husband and I were so burned out that we sort of just stopped trying to pursue a diagnosis we just accepted this is our life and we have to live with this because this is just this is just how it is um, so let's try to make our life, you know, as comfortable as we can for everybody. So we, you know, we, we don't travel. We didn't travel. We stopped attempting to travel because if we did, it turned into a, you know, a very difficult time. Um, so he, he had refused to leave the house for several years. Um, when I, when I, you know, found you. So we didn't go anywhere um, and we, we had to homeschool because the, he would say things that were so severe that if you say that at school, right, you could, you know, get all sorts of issues. And um, since I am a former teacher, I've seen those things firsthand, you know, um, where a child could be Baker acted or because they said something about death or kill or something like that. And he would say those things, you know, when he was having a hard time. And so we had to homeschool and I'm glad that we did, but it was definitely, um, 
a lot of pressure just to constantly be around someone who was always irritable. Mm -hmm. So it felt like I have to accept this and I want to model the best possible life I can for him. But like, you know, this is really hard. I can't even imagine. I mean, uh, you know, kids with pants and pandas, they do have experienced morbid thoughts. I um, I remember uh, my son just, you know, obsessing about the cemetery that we passed on the way to school. And, you know, he would talk about uh, bodies rotting and it was just just extremely inappropriate for a school setting. And um, so I, I can understand, but it's, it, you know, uh, it's one of the symptoms that pandas mm -hmm. kids experience intrusive thoughts. And then it felt like when he did say the things, it was almost like he would just say lots and lots of terrible things, more so than anybody I've ever heard of. So it was like, you know, we don't say those things. So I'm like, he, he's not getting them from school because he doesn't go to school. It's almost just like there was something in his body that was like, causing him to have these episodes and it felt like a mental health crisis every day though because it would be like an hour and a half once or twice a day of ranting Just and it could be triggered by like low blood sugar so then I tried right. to make sure to feed him every two hours and then I got really worried like if if somebody didn't feed him then we couldn't kind of regain his you know kind of get back to okay for a, a while so Right. But then it wasn't always triggered by low blood sugar. Sometimes it could be something happened where he didn't, he was upset about something, but Stress. it was almost like he couldn't move past the upset. Okay. So it, it felt like severe and just like it wouldn't, almost like we had this grip holding on to him that wouldn't let go. And I think the only way I could describe it is just a, a, he, he lost his childhood. He didn't get to be a part of things because if you do that at an activity, nobody wants to be around you. So I didn't want to put him in stuff where people will shame him and tell him how bad he is because I want him to have a good self-esteem. So, um, you know, and but we do have a friend or two come over. He can play with a friend, but just not groups because it's just way too overstimulating. And then I found you because um, last year in August, we visited my mom and several things happened while we were there. And he had, he started having sort of like going into having a, a, a mental health episode again. And, um, you know, he told me he wanted to jump out the window and, um, you know, run away. He wanted to run away. And I know strep does create those runaway feelings I have other, heard of other people whose whose kids um say that and so I called my friend um whose son had had pans and I just begged her I said I need help I'm begging you please and um I told her what happened and then she gave me four links and then I contacted everybody because I was like well whoever could take me first um and they were all you know uh, doctors specializing in like, you know, how to treat kids with pans and lime and mold. And, um, and so your office, I called 
And actually, I wasn't able to get an appointment till November and it was August. And then just before I got off the phone, I said, if you happen to have a cancellation, um, you know, I, I would love to be fit in, you know, we're, we're sort of desperate right now. And the woman who I spoke to said, actually, we have something in nine days. And it's like, that was the best because we were really suffering. And after that is when everything changed. So, so. It's, so it was meant to be right, Liz. I mean, uh, so you, yeah, I usually have a, a four month minimum waiting list, if not longer. And you, right. you heard that. Yeah. In, oh, you yeah. in August, November, and then you got in, in nine days that year. So it was meant for us to meet. We were, you know, meant to work together to help um, Sam. So we, we did the labs. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw, um, I, I'm sure you remember everything we saw in the labs and, you know, the, the amount of infections and toxins and all of the triggers for pans, pandas, biotoxin illness, we identified. So can, can you talk about what you remember about Sam's labs? Well, first of all, just to even get him to give a urine sample, we had to kind of like mention it for three weeks to him because one of his symptoms was oppositional and defiant. And he would say no to everything, no matter what it was, no matter if it was brush your teeth or um, can you brush your teeth or we're going to brush our teeth. <laughs> so how can I get a child who tells me no a million times? to agree to exercise for 30 minutes, heavy exercise, and then pee in something and then rest and then pee again. Like, it was like, how are we going to get this done? And that was in itself amazing. Uh, we finally, you know, convinced him to use the the virtual reality headset and he did a, a, you know, I think it was a boxing game. And then he did the urine sample and, um, and how do I get him to do, he's, he was 11. How do I get him to, to go to the bathroom and me collect it? So that was, um, I actually cellophaned the toilet and put a plate on the toilet and I put a sign up in the bathroom. Um, and I put a cuss word on the plate. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but <laughs> I put, um, happy shit on a plate day and, because I figured if I joke about it, he will <laughs> maybe be more willing to do it. Right. And I just said, please go on the plate and don't touch it or anything. Just leave it alone. And so then I could do it. And it was like a miracle <laughs> that I could even get the GI, the GI like sample. sample. Um, but just knowing how severe his behavior was and then you telling me he has low white blood cell count. He can't even fight this. Um, and he had five five types of Lyme disease. And knowing how hard, you know, we had kind of lived, like no day was normal. And I dreamed to just be able to have like kind of a peaceful life and a peaceful, and it was like, is this ever going to happen? So after those labs, um, I mean, he had so many things he, and then you said, no wonder, no wonder his nervous system is just out of control because his body's screaming. I mean, he had vocal tics on and off since probably he was three or four. 
for sure. And they would change and they would go away. And there, a new one would come back. So no wonder he was, um, it was like his body was just having several battles inside of it. And he's just living in this body, trying to, trying to live and, you know, not, not being able to really have any quality of life. Um, so yeah, he had the five types of Lyme. He had, um, he had E. coli, he had fecal strep, which was very helpful to know because strep in the body is going to attack the brain no matter where it is. If it's strep throat or if it's, you know, hiding, hiding in the, um, the GI tract. So that was huge to find it out because it was like so reassuring to know that this whole time I thought this was what it was. And it was that. Yes. It's like, I'm not making it up. I'm not imagining it. Yes. He really has all these things that I felt like he had, but we just couldn't prove it because when we went to get the lab, when he was four, he pulled out the needle and we couldn't get any labs. And we sort of got kicked out, you know, because, uh, cause it was a, it was definitely a danger for him to pull out the needle. He could have, you yes. know, um, and then after that, we, we just couldn't collect anything. So it was amazing that we could even get a urine and, and stool. And I'm so grateful. I mean, every day now is different. I mean, you gave us a protocol after that. Um, and it felt a little overwhelming at first because I just didn't understand how to get into a routine with it because it was already difficult to get him to say yes, really, to anything. Exactly. No, I, I, I hear you, Elizabeth, you know, because we had looked at um, three different species of Lyme, uh, Babesia, Ehrlichia, mold exposure, and you mentioned, you know, several gut infections, mm -hmm. immune compromised, um, as well as leaky gut. Mm -hmm. All of these we found in um, uh, in whatever testing we were able to get done, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to get additional testing done to look at brain inflammation, you know, brain autoimmunity, mm -hmm. uh, neurotransmitters, so we can uh, further customize the protocol. But for now, you know, um, after you started the protocol, first of all, how did you, uh, you know, manage to convince him? How did that work? And what improvements have you seen since? Okay. Well, um, oh, and we also did the mold swab test of the dust of our house Correct. as well. And our rental house had mold. Yes. So all of it was contributing to his health condition that was severe. Um, so we put, we had several different bottles of drops. And so I needed to put one drop of each into a little bit of something for him to drink. But he will tell me immediately if he doesn't like it, you know. So he'll say, get out of here. You know, no, uh-uh, get out, you know, just immediately. Like, I got feedback. So I was trying to figure out which juice I could put it in so that it would, he would take it. Um, so we tried several different things. We tried the pomegranate. We tried... A little bit of orange juice. Um, I think we finally fell on 
Gatorade, which I didn't want to use, but that was the thing he would agree to take. Um, and then if, if it was yellow, then, and I didn't even want to give him the dye because I don't even give him any food dye, but that was the only way he would agree to take it. And then he was like, oh, I don't like orange anymore. So then, <laughs> so then I would have to change to yellow. And then he said, oh no, you can't use red. That's already my favorite one. And so it was like, <laughs> um, so finally we would like land on one and, and then I needed him to take a few of the supplements. But if he didn't want to take those, if, or he'd say, oh, that's too many, you know, that's no, I'm not doing three. Um, so it was definitely like, I, we, I also have to not be, my parenting style has also changed and I've learned a lot in this, you know, in this, but we've gotten now into a routine where he knows he has Lyme disease. He knows, you know, I showed him the tests. I said, this is, you know, this is very serious. This is no wonder this is happening. It's not your fault. Um, you know, no, him knowing that he has 17 infections, and now he knows that it's a vocal tick. Like we didn't ever say that, like you have vocal ticks. It's not on purpose. You're not doing this on purpose to make these noises. I think now he understands that he has an illness in his body. And now he, he says, I don't want this. I don't want to have Lyme disease. I don't want to have this. And so he's willing to take the protocol now, but he still, he'll still tell me off, uh, <laughs> which I don't take it personally now. You know, as a new mother, I did because I thought, oh, what did I do? I failed. Um, but I haven't failed. I just didn't understand that he had serious, you know, infections. Um, and it was affecting his brain. And it, his brain and his body were basically on fire. And his behavior was a reflection of his brain. And... So it's nothing that we did it, even though it feels like it is something that we did. Um, so I think, I think that's the, did I, I think I answered that, but oh, the progress that we've seen. The what, sorry? The progress that we've seen now. I was just going to say that. So things, things have changed. You know, yes. you, you've seen a progress. You've been able to move. He's he's out of the house, and uh, I mean, you know, he's able to go yeah. out now. So yes, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you could please uh, tell us what improvements you've seen. Sure. Well, since our rental house had mold, we decided to buy a house. So we built a house, and we now we have our own home without mold. We got the air filters, so we have purifiers in the house, and we have water treatment so that he's not showering and bathing in chlorine and all of that. Um, so he, the first thing is, is that he is not so irritable. The irritability has really come down tremendously where most of his day, he is in a pretty good mood, which is like the best thing that's ever happened to me because I didn't know that it was possible for him to be in a good mood because it just felt like well, maybe he's just not a happy kid. Like, maybe I just need to say, like, stop trying to get him to be happy. This is just who he is, but it was all those infections. So he's he's usually in mostly a good mood. And if he does have something that's upsetting him, it's not like well, as long. Um, 
so that's one really awesome part. Um, so like he'll be at his computer and I'll overhear him singing or laughing really hard. And it's amazing. It's like the best thing I've ever heard is to hear him laugh. Like, and sometimes I'll hear my husband and my son laughing at the top of their lungs. And it's like, it's, it's just like, it's hard because it's like, I'm now experiencing, enjoying being a parent and I didn't get to enjoy it. So, and I'm getting to see him get to have happiness in his childhood and get to just sort of like, he goes between all the things he likes during the day and, you know, he gets to actually enjoy himself and not just constantly be, you know, having these little explosions and then obsessing about whatever that was and then not being able to drop it for several hours. Um, so before he wouldn't leave the house um, at all, and I had just sort of accepted that, that I need to go by myself after, you know, my husband gets home from work and I work from home. So I sort of felt trapped before. So now he'll say, oh, you know, can I go with you? Like if I'm going to go shopping, he'll say, oh, I want to go with you. Um, and sometimes I don't want him to go with me because I want to be. Oh, I love well. that. <laughs> so but I'm so happy that he wants to go with me that like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be putting on my shoes as fast as I can so that he'll go with me. And then I don't even get myself ready because I don't care what I look like. I just want him to be able to be happy to get in the car. Yes. So uh, that's fun. And um, there's so many improvements. It's hard to like even remember them all right this minute, but I write them down every day in my journal or in my gratitude list. Like I'll, I want to remember, you know, every single good thing that's happened because we have sort of lived for so long without very much hope that he would be better. That now almost every little, you know, glimpse I get is like a longer glimpse. And he's coming out of his room more. Uh, he wants to be with us. He wants to sit with us. He wants to talk with us and chat. And um, like we did, a we went to a buffet the other day. And, you know, for the first time ever. And before we went in, like, I didn't want him to do anything just because I know, you know, what's possible. I didn't want him to do anything to the food. I didn't want him to touch it and put it back or sniff it. Or I, I was worrying because I'm like, ah, this could not, this could go really badly. And uh, I said, please use the tongs. And he just like, he just, he was so good at it. He just put his food in his, he was so happy with the variety and he just oh, put his food awesome. in Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I love hearing that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, um, I, I remember you mentioned that, you know, he's been hanging out with his dad. He's been asking for money for chores. He's doing chores. He had fun mm -hmm. on Halloween, right? You, you. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to do chores now. I can't, like, it's still shocking to say that out loud. <laughs> um, so he, he'll want to earn money to buy something in his game. So he'll say, oh, I want, you know, can you come up with chores? So then I come up with a little checklist but then we can do the chore together and it's not like he's fighting with me. It's like he wants to do the chore and then he we sort of do it really peacefully. I'm like, okay, then you do this and then you do this part. And he's just able to do the chore. He was like running to get the basket of laundry to put the dirty clothes in. <laughs> um, You know, so it's just like, 
he'll do, he planted an avocado tree. He dug the hole. You know, he needs heavy work. He wanted to dig the hole. He dug the yeah. hole for yeah. the tree? That That's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he's kind of a big boy because, you know, his his uh, his appetite has been really, really big for several years since, you know, now we realize it was all of these infections driving this huge appetite. So it worked for him to use the shovel and stand on the shovel. And um, But yeah, he, we've planted now three trees in the yard together. So there's so many things now that go right that if I blink, I'll miss them. And so that's why I have to write them down because I never want to forget how it feels to be so excited, you know, to... To get to, like, I never want to take it for granted, like how, um, you know, how far we've come and how far he's come. And um, he he likes, he likes to keep his stuff organized. You know, if he has a collection of something, we keep it like, it's really, it's really fun. It's just, it's fun sort of like holding on to these last few years of him being able to be a little boy before he's a teenager. Um so I'm just, I'm so, so thankful. I mean, I could go on and on for kind of a long time about all the progress we've seen. Um, so sometimes we'll like, we'll record because I, I do, you know, I do social media for my job. I give, I gave him a microphone the other day to do a voiceover and he's developing a sense of humor and he whispered on the microphone and he, he went, tomato <laughs> tomato and he's like zeroing in on my tomato plant and then he <laughs> I mean we we might have laughed at the top of our lungs for like 10 minutes oh very cool but Elizabeth it is you know I I remember when I uh first met you I think we were both in tears when when I I heard what you've been through as you know as an autism and special needs mom myself mm -hmm. uh, I, I remembered Brian's you know motor tics and vocal tics and pans pandas journey mm -hmm. and explosive anger temper tantrums it's it was mm -hmm. you know, uh, Lyme disease Bartonella but um, in an older child to see mm -hmm. so many improvements like you said you know you uh, you see some every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are so many that you haven't mentioned that I, I recall you mentioned to me uh, his his frogs, frog collection or toad collection, right? Naming the toads with his dad. And I, I, I that was so funny. And, and, and you know, uh, and then they let him go. So he's hanging out with you. He's hanging out with his dad, you know, like it's it's like family time, like like the way uh, it should have always been. And now right. It's so heartwarming to hear that. And, you know, I'm looking forward to more and more. You mentioned academic improvements as well. He's more interested now in, in, in wanting to work. He likes to deep dive into his interest. Mm. And so, so that's fun. So when he is doing something and learning, he, you know, he, he'll go and research all about it. Um, and culinary he he's blossomed with all sorts of seasonings and you know and cooking and we even fried chicken the other day oh goodness wow great. like he was very calm I said if you throw it in there it's gonna splash 
he likes dangerous things, but he wants to do them. And now he can. And I, it's like so awesome that he can do it. Um, and we practice, you know, we, now it's like, I can let him have a knife and cut when I would never have done that because I would worry what would happen. Um, and he, he can type on his computer really fast and he's, you know, he's so smart and it's like, it's like his emotional development is starting to catch up. And I know we still have a ways to go, um, with, you know, different impulsive things, but he will focus for a long time now. And, uh, and he'll even correct me if I'm, if I made a typo. Um, and that doesn't mean that he's an easy, an easy child and he might not ever be, um, it's not like he instantly became easygoing. Uh, he still, you know, gives me feedback. That's what I say. It's feedback. I say, thank you for your feedback. <laughs> He'll say, oh, that was, that was, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of bland. If, if I give him a meal or something like he'll give me feedback if it, if it was delicious, but now his compliments are really great. He's like, that was the best stir fry Seriously? Yeah, he'll, he'll that say was that. the best stir fry that I, you know, I love that sauce. Oh, because we're always constantly trying to figure out a better sauce to make. Um, and because we unschool certain curriculum, he has fought me on. And I didn't want to just constantly be in a battle every day because since he was sort of oppositional, not sort of really oppositional. So I would incorporate learning activities in what we did every day and then put that in our uh, portfolio for our homeschool evaluator. But now that he's in seventh grade, now I can start incorporating like more advanced things that he's ready for, like right. math curriculum. And, and we have been doing engineering stuff and science, but it's more like we're, we're writing the prototype and I need, I want him to be able to now kind of go go into upper level stuff so it's like he's ready he's more ready now and more I know I still have to introduce it in a certain way but um it just feels like it's it's sort of coming together and I our goal is for him to be a healthy adult and to be you know just to have a healthy happy life um we're like we didn't even think college was possible and the other day he's like I don't I don't think I'm a college guy um, I think I want to, you know, I think I want to, I want to develop um, a prototype. And we always talk about prototypes. So I said, well, okay, let's prototype it. And he said, but I don't want to get sued. Uh, so he's like thinking about all these things as being a business owner and um, which is really, it's awesome. Cause now he's going into look what he's going to do in his future. I mean, parenting though has, we have had to adjust our parenting because at the beginning when he was little and being so difficult, my husband and I only knew what was done to us when we were little. So we didn't know how to handle any of this. Um, and I feel like we handled it wrong. Uh, because if a, if a child is being this difficult, you know, lifelong using like using, um, kind of like a more stern approach doesn't work because if he gets backed into a corner, uh, he's not going to freeze. He's going to fight. 
um, every time, 100% of the time. Uh, and so he would attack us with stuff. So it's like uh, my parenting approach did have to change. And I, I actually went to um, a trauma-informed parenting classes for children, for parents of kids, they foster children who are traumatized. And I'm like, I know he has symptoms of all these things, even though he's not traumatized, but this has been traumatizing. All of this has been. For all of you, right? For all three of you. It's so I knew that I needed like parenting training also so that I could meet his needs better. Mm-hmm. And if there's something I'm doing that's making it worse, like I want to know. And that was very helpful. I think I started taking that training in 2019. Um, So that has shifted though. Our parenting style has shifted. We don't use force. We don't hit him. We don't yell at him. Um, We don't threaten him. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't say like, if you don't do this, we're going to take away your iPad for, you know, um, even though it feels like we, Sometimes when the tantrums were so severe, it felt like that would fix it, but it it doesn't fix it. It's like a temporary fix. Um, so that has definitely, as we've matured, now we're in our mid forties, you know, that has changed. And we do, we did change our lifestyle too. Um, you know, we homeschool, we, we're barefoot we're, we, we go in the yard, you know, we're, we're growing fruit trees, we're growing food. Um, we've removed anything that is severely stressful. Like it's, you know, it's, we're not doing it. We, I mean, I would love to go to Thanksgiving. I don't want to have a four hour car ride and meltdowns and, you know, our holidays ruined because, we did something that we can't do yet. So um, we do, you know, we we are sort of homebodies, which um, like we don't do like the grind where we're constantly running and going to things. Um, I will go pick up a friend and bring them here right. or stuff like that. So there has yes. been like a shift in the, the amount of pressure. Yes, of course, keeping things peaceful, you know, uh, oftentimes, you know, one one of the uh, confusing and often sad things that I feel sad when I hear, uh, when I hear parents of children who are recovering, immediately put on more pressure on themselves, okay, and the child, okay, yeah. so when, when is he going to go to school? When is he going to, uh, you know, do his math? Well, what is... I'm like, no, no, no. Your goal is for the child to be happy and healthy and a productive member of society and independent. That is the goal. You know, Mm -hmm. if because these infections are not simple, they are serious infections. There, There is major issues that can go on with the body, with the organs Mm -hmm. and the, the primary goal here is health mm-hmm. it's not you know is, is is he going to be an astronaut that's not the goal the goal, you know if that happens great you know and and many times like like you mentioned you know um sam and his his smarts are showing now so 
that that will happen along the way if you start getting rid of the the the, the root causes so you know uh, like you said sam has uh, a ways to go and he's got a lot more potential um so i'm sure you know i'll i'll be requesting you to join me again in the future for another uh, episode you know to to share any additional progress you've made right you know um how many avocados and lemons and oranges and <laughs> whatever else you plant key lime those yeah. mulberries yes we have mulberries yum and yeah. we planted a lychee tree <gasps> double yum <laughs> oh my goodness i'm i'm uh, i'm visiting soon <laughs> we have a guest room now so <laughs> you can come to florida and, and have a little you can have some peace here We'll we'll share some of ours with you. Oh, thank you. That that is so sweet. So you know, I I would uh, like to you know, heartfelt thank you, and I know it's it's going to inspire um, so many mothers of older uh, children with special needs out there that feel that you know um, that that's the information you get. Well, if, if if he or she is is older than five years of old, you know, and and any kind of hope of recovery is gone, more or less. That's not the case. So I had given up hope before because I just thought mm -hmm. this this is too hard. I can't, we can't even leave the house to go to the doctor. How can I how can I even get the help? So it's really nice that we can do a, a video appointment. And you know, you did want comprehensive information for that first for that first the history, but it was very helpful for you to know that because then you knew how to treat him. So exactly. I'm, just, I'm, I mean, thank you will never be enough because every single day of my life now I get to have my child back who, that I never got to really experience fully, you know? So it's so fun to uncover who he is now. Yes. Um, so I guess if there's people listening who are feeling hopeless, um, the part that really made me feel like I have to do this, I have to, is, you know, at some point, Strep, it was like, if he has this, I don't want it to be irreversible for brain damage. Like, I, and now that I know he did have that, it's like, I don't want him to go into adulthood. But some people, they just realize they have it in, you know, in their, before they're 20 or something. And it's like, it's still worth treating. You know, it's still worth treating and having hope that they can, they can have their life. So, yes. All right, Florida, I guess here I come in a few yes. months. Thank you. <laughs> so that was, um, that was such a beautiful and heartwarming story, wasn't it? After all these years, Elizabeth gets to feel what it means to be a mom and uh, Sam gets to feel you know the his his lost childhood I mean it's almost I don't really have words um I remember that's what it felt like with um, Brian as well you know I mean it's it's a childhood lost um anyways I'm glad they are experiencing some good times and we'll have Elizabeth back as uh, Sam makes additional progress it's um it, it will be um very interesting to see how, you know, what Sam's real potential is. 
So once again, uh, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you for joining me. And as always, keep smiling, take good care of each other. And I'll see you next time. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.